what it is how's it going everybody today we're talking about the jungle cruise the world's oldest ride at disney right now but also its newest film hitting disney plus as well as theaters right now we're going to talk about all the cool stuff the jaguars the jungle the curses the the cruisiest jungle you know all that good stuff and you're going to listen to it here on the first ones to die you are now listening to the first ones to die the first ones to die first ones to die hello everyone welcome to the first ones to die podcast my name is jonathan i am here with just alex this time alex how are you doing I am doing good. It feels weird, just you and me, but you know, it's a little—it's a little weird. We haven't had a just you and me podcast. There's been just you and Jerome podcasts. There's been me, you, and Kyle podcasts. Our guest host Kyle, a couple episodes, oh, many episodes back. Um, but it's just you and me this time, Jerome. Oh, um, is, you, is, Jerome, and Jasmine. Oh yeah, me, Jerome, and Jasmine. That's right. I think those are all the configurations. Yeah. <laughs> well, now we have a new one. It's the Alex and Jonathan show. It's the Alex and Jonathan show. Let's, we should change the uh, handle on Instagram just for this week. <laughs> um, but Jerome, he's he's working right now, so he is unable to join us. Uh, but he'll be back in the next episode. That is for certain. Um, but today we are going to be talking about Jungle Cruise, the movie. It just dropped on Disney Plus and in theaters. And if you haven't heard of it, um, one, you're living under a rock because the commercials are everywhere and the advertisements. And two, uh, the storyline is based on Disneyland's theme park ride where a small riverboat takes a group of travelers through a jungle filled through a jungle filled with dangerous animals and reptiles, but with a supernatural element. Spooky. Sounds like, yeah, sounds like something that is up our alley. Kind of. I don't know about the supernatural part. I know Jerome doesn't like them and you are cautious it, towards them. They're just not supernatural things. I don't gravitate towards them, but I'm not opposed to them. All right, that's fair enough. I as I have shown my room decorated and as me being me, uh, I am very drawn towards that. So, uh, who's in this movie, yes. Jonathan? Okay, so in this movie we got a lineup. We have Dwayne the Rock Johnson, Emily Blunt, Edgar Ramirez. We have Jack Whitehall, uh, Jesse Clemens. Yeah, Jack Whitehall. He's, he's awesome. Uh, Jesse Clemens. Paul Giamatti, um, and many, many other people. I was surprised to see Jesse Plemons and Paul Giamatti. I did not know they were in this movie. Yeah, I wasn't, I was a little surprised to see the, like, I knew Dwayne Johnson and Emily, Emily Blunt, Blunt and Jack Whitehall were going to be in this film. And I really love all three of them. I especially like Jack Whitehall. He's really funny. He's a really funny comedian. Um, I randomly found him on Netflix one day. Netflix, it's a good and evil. Uh, and like I saw his ca- ca- uh, stand-up show and I was like, oh, this dude's just way more funny than I anticipated. I ended up falling in love with a lot of his stuff. But yeah, no, just the lineup was actually a little surprising. I didn't, well, it's Disney. 
So I expected yeah. there to be like a, a high lineup, but I didn't expect the people that were in here to be in here. Right. Jesse Plemons is in everything he right was. now. Every single thing. He was just in uh, Judas and the Black Messiah. Yeah. Judas and the Black Messiah. Um, he was supposed to be, I think we talked about this offline, but he was supposed to be in the new Jordan Peele movie that's coming out next year. Uh, but he had to drop out because he's doing another movie. Nope. Yeah, but instead we get Steven Yeun. I love him. And he's awesome. Uh, but he's not in this. So let's talk about this. Uh, well, Jesse, Jesse Plemons is. Um, uh, I would have had an happy <laughs> Steven Yeun. Yeah, he would he would have been good in this too. He's honestly uh, the reason I got CBS like plus or oh, whatever all they access. Got, all access just to see well, him now Paramount Plus. Oh yeah, yeah, just to see him in the new Twilight thing. Wasn't like Twilight Zone. I'm a little. I was a little iffy on the reboot. The some of them were good, but like I, I mainly went to see for him. Yeah, so. I watched the first episode of that and. It was kind of boring to me, but maybe I have to I, I have to make it to the a couple more episodes. No, it's it's pretty boring throughout. <laughs> they did their best, and you can tell. But okay, twenty twenty anyway. has hit, and twenty twenty is what twenty twenty is. Yes. Yeah, anyway, so the riverboat. Um, so how how our reviews work? If you're new to this this. Uh, podcast network network channel um we basically entertainable uh we basically start by saying what we liked about the movie what we didn't like in a non-spoiler format so we won't give away key elements and plot points of the movie and then we'll warn you all if you haven't seen the movie or if you don't want to know spoilers we'll let you know hey spoiler alert and then proceed with caution and then we'll dive into the nitty-gritty of the film so I want to hear your thoughts, Alex. What did you think of Jungle Cruise? I enjoyed it for the most part. There are some parts I was not a fan of, but that was more on like the historical side that I thought of. Um, like with the Spaniards and things like that. But I really loved the the setting of Jungle Cruise because it surprisingly didn't look fake and plasticky. I was kind of anticipating that for a lot of like the jungle area to kind of just lay like, oh yeah, you can see the studio kind of behind it. Like somebody moved the leaves a little too much, but it actually kind of looked natural. And so I was, I was taken back by that and it looked really beautiful. It so, did. I wonder where they filmed this um, at, like what, what country? Let me, let me look <laughs> to see if, um, uh, pre-production. What uh, country filming. were they supposed to be in? Was I am not called? sure, but it yeah. says principal photography took place in Hawaii and Atlanta. So they were in the jungles of Hawaii, um, apparently. Well, in in in, in Hawaii, I'm not sure in well, the movie where they were supposed to. Yeah. Oh, they were. Uh, uh South America. They were supposed to be in South America. Oh, okay. In the movie. Yeah, that um, makes sense. Yeah. With the Spaniard chasing them in that time. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, so, yeah, no, the so setting was gorgeous. you liked it? I overall liked it. I liked the characters individually more so than together because they kind of felt like a reused plot a lot of time. You know, the three ones of Bumbling kind of full, which is, you know, Jack Whitehall's character. But he was also really, like, I'm trying not to give things away. 
<laughs> and it's really hard when I just want to be like, oh yeah, he did this and that what's made it his character really like good and great and all this stuff. But it was just also just I think it's just a fun film to watch. It's really yeah. nice looking and when you get down to it, it's a Disney film. So it was very, you know, like chill and there's random running around and excitement and you know, magical flowers and trees for some reason. Disney really likes magical trees and flowers. They do. Yeah. Yeah. They what love I- a good magical um for me, I I like you, I thought it was fun. Um the the some of the like uh plot let's say this, I liked the the cast and uh the scenery and the action of it probably more than I did the actual plot of it. Um, just because at the be- the very beginning, they like set the stage and they throw a lot at you um, and they set the-, the story up within like the first two minutes. And I'm like, oh, okay. I, I-, I wasn't really paying too well attention at the beginning. So I guess I'm kind of going to be lost for a good portion of this movie. But <laughs> um, but once you actually get into it, it's like, okay, yeah, this is fun. Let's go on this adventure. Let's go on this journey. Admittedly, I just came off of a journey being on a plane this morning. So I uh, had to get up at 3.30 a.m. and watch this movie today at about 5 p.m. So I'm watching this movie with tired eyes. Um, but the action of it all, kept me engaged um and you you can't go wrong you can kind of speak to like a parent's point of view when watching a disney film parents are usually (laughs) tired and they're watching it with their kids so you have like the parent view that's true exactly um the it's like we said earlier star-studded cast um dwayne the rock johnson he's always going to be fun in every single thing he does I don't care if he plays The Rock in every single movie that he's in. He's always going to bring a good time. And the fact that it's based off of the Jungle Cruise ride that I have ridden plenty of times at Disneyland. Um, and I I was able to laugh at some of the references that they made in the movie to the ride. Um, I found that really enjoyable as like an ode to... Um, like the the ride and the people who've who've ridden it and stuff. So, all right. I've never ridden it. Yeah, let's go to spoiler territory. <laughs> okay, spoiler alert. Uh, in case you do not want to know spoilers about Jungle Cruise, um, but why not? I mean, it's it's a fun movie. We you might as well, even if you haven't seen the movie, you can go back and still watch it. Um, so. Speaking of like the references to the ride, I laughed out loud when um, the what was the Rock's character's name? Frank. Frank Wolf. Um, yes, Frank Wolf. Uh, when he said, "What did he say?" Um, this is the extravagant, or this is the extraordinary sight to see the backside of water, and then they go into that like little waterfall. Yeah, and that is like. <laughs> That brought me back because um, on the Jungle Cruise ride, there's a portion where you just like go underneath a waterfall. And that's like one of the highlights of the ride. And it's like, this is 
this is the highlight of the ride going underneath this waterfall, the backside of water. Um, is it so like was, a slow ride? Like, like wonderful it's, it's, world or it's, it's a very, it's a very slow ride. It's a, it's a ride that you go on when you've gone on all the fast stuff and you just want to like take it easy. <laughs> there's a little bit of like towards the end, there's a little bit of like action and, and stuff like that, but you're going very slow. You're on a boat. You're going through like the jungle. Um, you're looking at all the stuff. There's a tour guide. And um, and apparently I, I looked on IMDb and it said that um, the rock's line, many of Frank's lines are taken directly from the attraction um, and from the like, they call them these so bad they're good jokes are one of the reasons why Jungle Cruise skippers are so important for the ride experience. Skippers is what they call them. Um, so yeah, I enjoyed all the references to the ride and I think they, they did it justice. I never went on the, I've never been on the ride, so I have no clue. Um, and I always think it's a little weird that Disney bases like movies off of rides like they did with Pirates of the Caribbean that -hmm. became so successful. It's like, you always think the ride would come after, but now Disney, (laughs) Disney will pull a story from anywhere they find fit. Um, I wasn't too much of a fan of the Lily character of Emily Blunt's character mm. because she had kind of a what would you call it? Self-inflated self-inflated like self-worth. Like, like she I can do no wrong. Yeah, like she was judging like Frank when again, spoilers, when he when she found out that he was part of the Spaniards who came to get the flower first. Uh, mm-hmm. and, he, and she like judged him for that. I was like, dude, you, you're here too. You're, you're trying to steal that plant from the natives. And after he revealed, he's still helping you and you're still trying. And then there's that whole self-sacrificing at the end where she's like, Oh, I'm not going to do the British Museum anymore, which they're big themes of, you know, any type of culture, all cultures. Uh, so. I did her. She had the self-inflated ego. That's the words uh, that I was not fond of. Frank Wolf's character, I felt sometimes he had more like comedy relief than uh, Jack Whitehall's character, which was named what was his name? Uh, his name McGregor. Was McGregor. McGregor Houghton. Why did they do that to him? He didn't do anything. <laughs> <laughs> but his character, I, he definitely was the, like this. You know comedy relief character but sometimes right. it was just his like one-liners the frank wolf's character where you know he was trying to be like the big guy and it's just like ah, oh, dude no and and they alluded to him being i know a lot of people have this problem with disney movies in that when they make like a, a character who's a member of the lgbtq plus community they don't explicitly make them gay or whatever they, they'll just like imply it a little bit i think that's what they did with this as well when he was talking about um like I, they did I, announce I it that way love. though no they did announce it that they're like oh jack white jack whitehall's character in disney's you know jungle cruise will be the first gay disney but they do right. that a lot right but this- like Right, but like in the, in the movie, they won't explicitly like. Oh, mention, okay. Yeah, they'll like allude to it, I guess. 
Uh, that I know, but like they'll announce it and be like, "This is like Disney's first like gay character." But then I feel like they do it every single time. This is the <laughs> so first there's one. Been a lot of firsts. There's been a lot of like first ones. Yeah, like, and it's just just why though? Like, just have him gay or not. <laughs> and I get what like people mean about like it uh, being like a lewd, like oh yeah, it's just a subtle. Oh, it didn't work out with me, and then they give like maybe a vague, vague like male name that could possibly also be a female, you know, gender neutral, right. uh, which is just stupid. <laughs> just say it. <laughs> Everybody's tired. Nobody cares. All right. And the people who usually are, you know, to care, care now. I mean, they're throwing out like so many like. I, I can't think of words anymore, apparently. It's, anyway, the point it's is... It's contagious for me. My my tiredness is, is, is It's contagious. you. It's all your energy. I'm suddenly feeling like I'm off play. But anyway, <laughs> um... But I, I, I enjoyed the film just as, like, a film in general. It was a cute film. It was, you know... Again, location was just gorgeous. It was. And it was one of those fun classic stories, you know, too, of, like, Disney tales of where you go on an adventure, you know, you find love, you find happiness, and you get to just... Like, folklore and everything. Mm Mm-hmm. You get to experience that, like, there's some mystic plants in the world. I like that idea. I do like that idea that, you know, there's a magical plant off somewhere that can just heal people. Mm Mm-hmm. Of course, there's just so many different... After working in a doctor's office, uh, I know that's not possible because of certain elements. There's not one specific plant that can do all. But, you know, the idea is nice, and I get it. Right. What did you think of that kind of twist in the middle where... I keep just wanting to say The Rock, but his name is Frank in the movie, where Frank dies but he doesn't actually die because doesn't he get turned uh, into stone well at the end but the the part i'm talking about is where he falls oh yeah off the cliff and like first of all i have to say i laughed at that part because when he was falling it was like awkwardly lingering on him it was uncomfortably long like they showed him like landing on some of the trees and just continuing to fall. And it reminded me, and I, I was thinking like, oh, he's he's dead. It reminded me of when you and me watched The Secret Life of Pets at IMAX, <laughs> where we used to work. Oh my God. <laughs> that was snake. so funny. You, you, okay, you, you explain the story. I don't think um, you, you've told the story on the podcast. That was like my favorite time because I, so they were in the sewers, Secret Life of Pets, and there's a snake and he's threatening to He was to like go, a henchman. Yeah, he was threatening to go after like the dogs. And I don't know how, like the, the building or the sewer starts to collapse. Suddenly this big like bunch of bricks falls on him. And I gasp really loudly. And you try to be super nice. You're like, no, 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 no. It's a Pixar film. It's okay. They're not gonna kill the snake. All of a sudden, the pile of bricks just catches on fire. <laughs> and I'm like And then like something else falls on him too, I think. Yeah. Oh, I think no, he got smashed by something. And you're like, no, oh, he'll yeah. be and, fine. And then the bricks. And then bricks fell on him. And I was just like, oh, and then it suddenly just blew up in fire. And I'm like, Jesus! I get it, he's dead. Damn. And I get yeah, I get what you're meaning. Where it was just kind of one of those like 
okay, he's dead already. Why are you like beating him with trees now as he goes down? <laughs> like, why are you trying to be like, he's dead? Look, he's dead. We like threw him off cliff. He got impaled by him. some trees. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's like dead. He and got look, stabbed by that, like the knife. And he or like imploded or whatever and he didn't implode. But, you know, he imploded. He caught on fire where there was no fire. Drowned yeah. in the water. I mean, he should be <laughs> Right. <laughs> but then it turns out, oh, he's like basically immortal. He's 400 years old. You just can't leave the river. Right. Which is a bummer. I mean, to I be... Imagine having... imagine having that. But he seems like he loves it. I mean, he, he gets to take these tours. But I imagine after a while, you get, you get tired of it. You get bored. You'd say, hey, I, I want to do something else in life. Well, I that's why me. they go and he gets to drive an automobile, as they described it. When did they start calling cars cars? Anyway, um... Speaking of that, okay, I just have to say, this movie followed the Fast and Furious rules of things that should not... Of of, um, transportation that should not be doing what it's doing in the movie. The boat went through a building and over it and landed perfectly on the other side with everybody intact. Are you upset that the immortal man... From the conquistadors was able to fly his boat <laughs> a little bit a little bit it brought me fast and furious i because i'm one because the rock is also in fast and furious so i'm like did he bring these ideas over here he did <laughs> did he say hey let's just let's just make my boat my, my boat my boat fly i feel like at this point he could if he wanted to he's, he's i mean enough. he's the rock and rightfully so he has he has that that power and that say if he wanted to, so I wouldn't be surprised. Do you know what movie this reminded me of? And I'm I'm gonna it's gonna be great because you're never gonna guess it. So. Oh, um, give me a hint. Give me a, like a little bit of a hint. It's about snakes. Well, my my first thought was snakes on a plane, but you said I'm not going to think of it, so I guess it's not that. Uh, it's called Anaco- Anacondas, The Hunt of the Blood Orchid. Okay, yeah. I yeah, it's a, it's from like... Any nine, combination of those words together. It's from 2004. It was a sequel film to Anaconda. You know, Jennifer Lopez. And, right. Uh, yeah, bunch of actually actors. In my film. Anyway, this one, it literally follows the same plot, but in like the modern times. There is a plant called the blood orchid that blooms every certain amount of years. And it has ha- all these healing properties. So these people go, you know, on a boat to go get it. And it's the same plot where they're, they're like, I have something to prove. Well, if you don't get the plant by the time it blooms, there's no point. We're going to cut your funding and, you know, you're out of a job. So both are like, oh, I have something to prove. And they go and then they realize, well, this wasn't actually worth it. I should have left left things as they had been which is a thing people really shouldn't and i don't know who grows up with the mentality of that that like hey there's a suspicious looking thing over there let's go that way no don't Mm -hmm. do that no 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 just a word of advice people uh things from people's (laughs) homeland territory culture just leave it as it is just like just leave it there right I don't understand. I don't want to say white people, but white people. 
I don't understand. You you know it's true. They're the ones who started this shit. They invaded India and don't even know how to use spices. I'll say what I say. Point is, I'm I don't just, understand. I'll, I'll, I'll let you finish. <laughs> I don't understand why you would think, hey, this is a good idea. Something that seems most likely sacred or a magical plant. You don't think there's anybody guarding it. Because, like, same with anacondas and same with the r- jungle uh, boat. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> uh, do you not, I was trying to exit out of it. Do you not think anybody's protecting these things? That there's a reason you're like the first person to discover it or realize it or make clarification? No, there is good justifiable reason. If people are, who have studied it and are dead but never got it, then there is a reason why they are dead. Most likely murder. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And if it, yeah. but then then again, if they said, "Hey, let's not touch that," then we'd have like a ten minute movie. Yeah, but everybody would still probably be alive, and he probably would have died in his natural like place too. I'm right. just saying, stop touching things, people. Don't touch There's- things that don't touch things that that are not yours. Um, I also like how. Jack Whitehall's character, the brother, McGregor, um, he was getting more and more like unhinged throughout the movie. <laughs> he went from just like this buttoned up, oh, trying to get through this um, this speech to get into this uh, society. Um, and then he went through all this stuff with... Um, like the whole movie uh, and like coming into his own, I guess. And then eventually like rejecting the society and being like, uh-uh, no, I don't, I don't want to be a part of this. I mean, society's boring. Yeah. I, I heard someone. Go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, I heard um, someone who was like, anytime a movie or book brings in a secret society, I'm out. Can't do the secret societies anymore. Which it is a pretty common like trope in movies. Secret Would societies. He considers this is just a village trying to chill. Or are you talking about the Spaniards? The people the with all the all the white men at the beginning. Oh know, them. Yeah. But there I don't think they're a secret society. They're a society. They're a, hold on, I just saw it. They are the Royal Society Explorers. Royal Society Explorers. Which, I think just, may just go to, well, now that I think about it, so she wasn't, she was just doing this to be in a club? She wasn't actually doing this for research purposes or like, with actual intent of helping people. She wanted to join a club. Well, that's even shittier motives. She's even worse. That makes you you dislike her even more. Yeah, I mean, in Anacondas, at least they were like trying to help people. They were, you know, being horrible and it's terrible. And they they got eaten by a bunch of snakes, so it's fine. No, she's even worse. So they deserved it. Yeah, they they did. Stop it. Stop (laughs) going on the 
Stop going on native land. Um, stop going in jungles. How about that? In general, no matter your race, your gender, or who you are, do not go into the jungle. Because one, snakes in general. There's just snakes. And then giant bugs. Bugs that fly. Bugs that should not fly. Fly. That is not okay. <laughs> um, but no, this makes her worse because she's just doing this to join a club. She's not with any intention of helping anybody. Right. Oh, see, now I don't like her even more. <laughs> <laughs> also, randomly, I'm looking... I don't know if this is the complete box office from this weekend, but... Oh, okay. That's just from the first day because it took two hundred two hundred million dollars to make. That was the, that was the movie's budget, um, and it only made thirteen point four million on its first day. But then again, Disney Plus. Yeah, you can't because we it. we watched Disney oh, Plus. Yeah, but then it's paid on Disney Plus as well. It is. So. I don't know how it's going to do for the rest of the weekend, but. Uh, yeah, it's made about 13 million. Yeah. Mm, it's not doing very good for Disney Plus. It's not. Um, also, apparently, plans for a Jungle Cruise movie began in 2004 following the success of Pirates of the Caribbean. And then it. The project laid dormant until 2011 when Tom Hanks and Tim Allen were set to star. I love learning how long projects have ma- uh, remained dormant for. Not I in a way of like, oh, you know, sorry that everything got put on hold. But like, um, yeah, The Sandman with uh, Neil Gaiman. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it's a comic book and I really like it. I love Neil Gaiman ever since Good Omens. Is really good. And I found out there is originally supposed to be a CW show. Or I guess when it was back when it was Warner Brothers, so it was back in the 90s. Um, they were actually starting to develop it. But Neil Gaiman hated the script. He hated it. He's like, no, this is bullshit. So he said no. And then they kept trying to find new writers or new directors. And, and then it ended up just being scrapped completely. Other stuff happened. And, you know... Eventually now, in like 2021, they're just starting like filming on it. Really? Yeah. And I like the CW. No, it's not the CW anymore. Um, It's Netflix. Netflix bought it. Of course. Oh, okay. Um, It's going to be Netflix Primer. So it was just interesting to see that like, because I was like, this is a great story. It's a very interesting story. And I recommend everybody just go out and just find it and read it. Um, It's very interesting to see that process of like. It's not just like, hey, I'm pitching you an idea and we're going to start doing this and this. The way movies and shows can just lay dormant. And then you think about how different those could have been, you know, years ago. Because it wouldn't have been The Rock playing this back in 2004. It would have probably been, you know, at the time, who's the, I don't know, who's the big celebrities at that time? Uh, (laughs) 2004. Yeah. I guess Tom Hanks and... Tim Allen. <laughs> I guess I wanted to, to to have a live action Toy Story of it all. Oh, don't do live action Toy Story. Leave them alone. <laughs> Just leave Toy Story alone. You're going to piss off so many 
so many generations. That's a multi <laughs> that's a multi generational piss off. Um, but I I feel like Tom Hanks would have been in it. Maybe not Tim Allen, but definitely Tom Hanks. Mm. And I think that would I would have watched it. <laughs> I like Tom Hanks. Um, no, that's just really interesting. I didn't know that it was supposed to be in two thousand and four. Yeah. <laughs> And also, Jungle Cruise was one of the original Disneyland rides because it opened, Jungle Cruise, the ride opened in 1955, which I did not know. That's weird. Why did it take so long for them to? Well, I guess the same with Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah, because Pirates of the Caribbean is one of the original. Well, Disneyland rides as well. From there to like, I mean, they're still banking off of Cinderella, so right. They had There's like a new a, Cinderella coming soon. I don't think it's Disney though. No, it's Amazon Prime, and she's Spanish too. Yeah, which, Camila Cabello. Yeah, which I'm actually a little excited to see. Yeah, usually we'll I'm have not. To, we'll have to review it. Yeah, usually I'm not big on like. princess films not because i think they're like stupid or anything a little bit um i do like the costumes they're all the same a little bit yeah the most part. and really most of the time with disney princess films they're just asking for a night off that's all they want they want a day where like nobody's bothering them so that i can relate to that i get yeah um i do also like all the costume work in disney princess films those dresses not historically accurate but very very pretty i always really love them but anyway um anything else hey i was trying to about jungle cruise i guess not (laughs) uh my whole thing from jungle cruise was that lily was actually a terrible person in the film and i mean frank wolf got his redemption story but the only really good one here was Jack Whitehall's character, Mick Grubb. I I enjoyed his character. I think he was the he was the only. I mean, he was a not a great human being either. But like, he accepted he was that he was trying to get in the right. I enjoyed his arc throughout the whole film, and I thought Jack Whitehall played it very well. And I didn't realize that it was. Because I have never seen Jack Whitehall in any any other thing, I don't think. But I, I know what he looks like, and I've seen him before. I think mainly because of you, Alex. But I've seen him. But I've seen him before, and maybe it's because he didn't have the beard that I didn't recognize him well, on he, site. He's a main. He's mainly a British actor and comedian, right? Um, he has been on James Corden's show. They're like good friends. Okay. And try, I'm looking at his, he's going to be in Clifford, the big gray dog, because they animated oh, really? a live action one. <laughs> I, I saw, like that, how that's your reason, because they animated a live action. That went viral on Twitter when people are like, what is this? This is nightmare fuel. Do we because really it this? makes Clifford real. Okay. Yeah. That's and it doesn't. Terrifying. When I, I was a Clifford. The big red dog stand 
as a kid. I've I probably watched every episode as a kid. Um, but the movie, it doesn't have the same joy and spark to it. I haven't seen it yet, but from the looks of it, it looks like it does not have the same spark and joy as the cartoon. I just next what are we gonna have now? Are we gonna have an Arthur live action next? Oh god, no. Are we gonna have an Arthur live action next? Well, like I was watching the trailer of the Clifford. How would they do that? That would be like the Lion King, where it's like all animated. They try to call it live action, but as it's light animated, unless you're putting an aardvark, aardvark, aardvark in a sweater and glasses. I don't want to see it. Don't call <laughs> no, it live action. We don't need to see that. But from from what I see with Clifford, the bigger the when I watched the preview, um, they're like in the city right now. So most of the movie is them in the city. And he, I think he's like a single father. Oh, no, he's an uncle. He's the uncle. Wait, who's the uncle? Jack Whitehall's character. I thought he was a... Oh. He's like the, one of the main characters, but he's a uncle. Uh, does he have an American accent in this? I don't know. I don't recall. He does this like weird American accent where you could tell. He, is that one where you... You mentioned how you can catch like accents sometimes when they just let it's uh, uh, my my big example is um the guy from Umbrella Academy who plays what's his name? The big Klaus? guy. Oh no. um Luther. No, Cla- I, Luther, yes. Klaus, the guy who plays Klaus, he has an amazing American accent. I did not know that he was not American until I like looked up the cast afterwards. He is um, Irish, correct? Yeah. He's an Irish actor. He's really good. I like him. I've seen him in a, yeah. a few other stuff. He's just a very good actor. Um, yeah, he kind of does that sometimes. Where when I when I've seen him play like an American, I think like once, I can't recall what what it was, and the accent just kept like certain words. I think were hard to say without an accent. Mm. But I mean, it, all in all, he was my favorite character and actor in that film of Jungle Cruise. Um, so his part was one I enjoyed the most. I really just kind of focused more on the like setting and like, you know, the beautifulness of the what they have proclaimed as the jungle. I don't know. Yeah, there's jungles in Hawaii, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's I, really I'm terrible at like geography and agriculture and all that stuff. Like, don't ask me where anything is because I mm-mm. I will be that character, I will be the first one to die if I am set out into woods or jungle. No <laughs> survival skills there. Absolutely none. I can do. But if we're if we're in a post apocalyptic situation where you're you're familiar with the setting and we're like home, but it's like zombies are attacking us, then then you oh, yeah. drive there. Yeah, that's fine. Like industrial style going on. That's cool. Right. I'll survive if I can hit something with a baseball bat. We're all good. Uh, if I gotta fight something real. No, no, thank you. That is <laughs> that is not possible. Uh, so, but I get to, I, I enjoy it. I enjoy looking at it. Uh, and like I said, with the story, it was just the same basic Disney story. Um, but it reminded me too much of Anaconda. So I was kind of <sighs> laughing at myself being like, oh, I'm comparing a Disney film to a you know movie about bloodthirsty Anacondas. Oh, and they were in mating season during that movie, too. So it's a bunch of bloodthirsty, horny anacondas. Okay. All right. Okay. 
And that's what I do on my Friday nights. <laughs> um, so oh. I think the moral of, on that note, I think the moral of the story is we need to do a review on this show about Clifford the Big Red Dog. So <laughs> that's pretty your moral. Why is that a moral of the story, though? Like a moral of the story is supposed to have like a good meaning. That's the moral of the story to do. Like that's a well, you have terrible morals apparently. <laughs> also, I'm just looking at the plot. Clifford, they have to save him from being captured by a genetics company. That's the plot of the movie. <laughs> anyway. Damn, that's dark. <laughs> what genetics? It was her love. She loved him. Which I um, think. And I, also, I, sorry, I saw oh, a thing right. on TikTok where somebody pointed out they're like, oh, Clifford the dog grew so big because his owner, Emily, loved him so much. And then it's all these short people being like, oh, my sibling's uh, 6'2 and I'm 5'7. What the fuck, mom? <laughs> and I'm like, oh my god that's like the terrible plot but I get it you love it it'll grow but like it's, human genetics it's also. not a good message for kids that were vertically challenged uh, it's a good message for children bad message for you know adults and teenagers with height issues <laughs> you love oh, it also, also David Allen Greer is the voice of Clifford uh, okay, I might just watch it and enjoy Clifford it for that. Clifford talks? Why? I don't... He talks in the show. Does he? Does Yeah, he does. Oh, wait. Okay. <laughs> I was in a state of panic there for a second. I was like, what are they doing now? They need to... Animals don't need to talk, I feel like. They need to stop having animals talk. They, there are a lot of talking animals. But do you remember those movies? Do you remember Homeward Bound? I used to love those movies. I used to watch them all the time. I never watched Homeward Bound. Oh my gosh. Oh, if maybe, oh, maybe that can be my movie if I went trivia again. Um, but Homeward Bound. Which for all our fans, we are doing a live trivia about a game. Oh, yes. But why? Why? Isn't that supposed to be like a really sad movie? It gets sad. At points. There's two. There's Homeward Bound 1. The second one is not as sad, I don't think. The first one. How bad are these the owners that they keep losing their pets? <laughs> it's like the Rugrats. The, yeah, they were bad the parents. Keep, yeah, bad parents. Bad pet parents. I think that's that's like the go-to for, for movies and stuff. Okay, how can these kids or how can these animals go on an adventure? Bad parents. I mean, that's like Home Alone. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's, yeah. Because, like, how do you not know your child didn't get on a plane with you? Well, because the, the, the cover-up was there was, like, a lot of people in the house. Right, but they the parents were also, like, in first class while the kids were all back in coach. Right. So that's also kind of, like... Because <laughs> I just remember... Because in Home Alone, like... Kevin gets sent up to his room and he's like, I hate you or whatever. He says, I hate you to his mom. And she's like, you don't mean that. And that's like the, the catalyst. It's like, there's already this bad blood. So we don't care if you get left behind. <laughs> she apparently did. Although obviously she could have just waited. That's true. I don't like, there were just a lot of plot holes and like, I feel like, 
Oh, in Home Alone? In Home Alone. Now in Jungle Cruise 2. In Clifford, oh. I'm sure. There's just plot Clifford holes and everything. There'll be yeah. plot holes. First off, how do you not notice a dog? Did the dog grow, like, exponentially? Over, ex- ex- exponentially? Yeah, how fast was the growth? Yeah, because at a certain point, you can see that the dog is very large, and then you're like, oh, he's reaching right. the countertop. Well, maybe maybe we should get a bigger place or, you know, install, move out of an apartment. Then we're like in a city. With Jungle Cruise, it was like, hmm, maybe we shouldn't go on what looks like a wrecked boat in the middle of the jungle just to get into a club. Maybe I shouldn't risk my life, my brother's life, to go into the wilderness to possibly find a random flower, take it from a tribe so that I can join a club. I'm just saying. Just to join a club. Not even for any You weren't even trying to help societal reason. And then you acted like a snob towards them at the end. Like you were just trying to join that club. No. It's selfish. See? Terrible character. Do we want to give grades? Yeah. (laughs) I mean that's all right. We do. (laughs) What is your official grade? I'm going to give this movie a C. No, actually, I'm going to give it a B. Because I did I did enjoy Jack Whitehall's character, as I said repeatedly. And I did enjoy, you know, Frank Wolf or Dwayne Johnson's character, where he was just... I don't think he was always supposed to be the comedy relief, but he was a good chunk of the comedy relief in this film, even though it was all comedy. Yeah. Um, and again, just the scenery just blew my mind it was gorgeous it was beautiful you know we were just talking earlier about you know the difference between california and oregon and seeing you know the stars and all that green and you know from california to or to oregon and washington that greenery is different in the greenery to like hawaii and tropical areas that is such a different vibrant green too and there was where did you go um when you traveled to europe there is a beautiful photo of you standing in front of like the bluest sky, the greenest areas. And it was just like you looked photoshopped because it was just this whole nother level of color texture behind you. Oh, yeah. That was when I was uh, on the like the cliff area. Yeah. Um, yeah. That was uh, Portugal. Portugal. That's beautiful, too. So mm-hmm. seeing that in general is just gorgeous. Uh, I was, you know, really amazed that I didn't know that the ride came before you know the show i thought maybe there was like a cartoon because i know disney has a lot of cartoons i'm not aware of you Mm -hmm. and jerome let me know about them uh i did have some issues with like you know historical stuff and you know um things like that but other than that it was actually just a fun little film to watch and it was just one of those disney films that it didn't it it was kind of nice that it wasn't attached to anything else. Like Cruella with the Dalmatians and Wonder One. It stood really well alone. I love that film. I love it. Um, but like all with all these like, oh, it's a prequel, it's a sequel, it's this and that. It was nice to see a movie that was just its own self. It wasn't a spinoff. Right. It wasn't part of something else. This was just Jungle Cruise and it's self alone, which I enjoyed. So yeah. I, I would say this movie is a B, you know, I would recommend it. It's a fun little, it's a fun watch. I was entertained. Still don't like Lily. 
terrible human. But <laughs> I did just enjoy the film as a film. And, you know, again, just I would just watch it to pretend I'm in the jungle, you know, safely. Because I'm right. never going in one. Nope. Yeah, I'm probably going to stay away from the jungles um, in the near future as well. You don't think you could uh, hack it out there? Maybe if given enough prep time. But if you drop me in the jungle right now, it's it's a no for me. How much prep time do you think you would need to survive in the jungle? Maybe a um, a three month crash course. If it's three months long, is it really a crash no, course? No, like I don't think the crash course is like maybe like a couple days. If that's extending <laughs> it pretty hard, but like three months, I think you're just that's a course. Yeah. That's a that's a whole semester. Right. So you want a semester. And I'd, I'd want a semester of... Uh, I mean, I've watched Bear Grylls, and I love Bear Grylls, and he does, like, all that jungle stuff. Bear Grylls, you know Bear, Gry- you know Bear Grylls? I don't know Bear Grylls? Yeah. Bear Grilling. Is that what is being said to me, Bear Grylls? Yeah, well, I, I think it's spe- grills is spelled differently, but it's bear, yeah. And then I think it's G R Y L S S Y L L S. Um, but yeah, he's a, he hosts a he hosts a, a survival show on Discovery called Man vs. Wild, where he just do you I know have, him? No, but I have a reality show I want to talk to you about. Give your rating. Give your rating. Okay. okay. <laughs> I just I want to get. But it, <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, I I I, I need that, I need that uh, three month course. Um, I'm gonna give this a uh, a B minus because while I also I also thought it was it was fun and and it was really enjoyable in the cast. Um, I mean, there was a lot of he- heavy hitters in in this film. Um, but the the B minus is because it's mainly because of the plot. I wasn't too invested in um, from like jump when they gave us like all that backstory at the beginning. I was like, ooh, I'm not too invested in this right now. How is this going to play out for the rest of the film? But thankfully, I think the fun and adventure aspects made up for it. Um, yeah, so that's that's my rating. Right, and also it. just the nostalgia of of all of the references to the Jungle Cruise ride was awesome as well. Is there a Jungle Cruise rides in Disneyland or Disney World? Both. Um, it started in Disneyland, so it's in Disneyland. It might be in Disney World as well, but it's definitely in Disneyland. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. Hold on, I'm gonna play Jerome real quick. Uh, I feel like Jerome would give this <laughs> movie a C. Yeah, I think that would be a, an appropriate rating. Uh, Let us know, Jerome. Edit in your your rating, your rating just, if you want to. Just right a quick here. little snippet. Uh, yeah, I feel like he would give this a C. Say the opener was not needed, as they did do some flashbacks and story time in the middle of the story. That's true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Bad camera use. I don't. I'm gonna say that. <laughs> He always has some comment about the camera usage. Um, I wasn't paying well, hard enough to attention, so. 
And I well, can't really some of apparently some of the critics are knocking the CGI in this movie and that it was overused. Okay, okay, so CGI. I feel like Jerome might might say that the Jaguar did not look realistic. It looked like a house cat. The CGI made it look like a bit long house cat. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, in the movie, didn't they say, is this your cat? This is your cat? Didn't they say that in the movie? I could have sworn somebody said that. It might have been. They might have been. I mean, that sounds like a comedy line they would have. <laughs> right. Uh, and I didn't expect there would be so much comedic. There would be so many comedic elements in this movie, but. I also I feel like he would have a problem with the river. I don't know why. But I feel like Jerome would have a problem the with the river. river. The river and how it wasn't. Like there was no constant. Like rivers flow. Or maybe it's me. It might be me. I have a, like the river. Rivers flow in a certain way. And there are parts that get choppy. Mm-hmm. Uh, last year, Lauren actually took me to a river for the first time ever. I never swam in one. It was weird because mm. there was this. Po- spots that just pull you. We stayed pretty close to the shore because I can't, again, I can't swim. Um, but there were like spots where I could feel myself going with the river and then I saw people, you know, here and there. Uh, they would just fall into the river and suddenly it's like rushing water. And I get like, that's p- how rivers work. There's like some parts, but it's just like, it's amazing how suddenly it's you're at the- abrupt. But yeah, it was, I felt it was like too abrupt, but I may be wrong. Uh, again, very bad at like nature in general anything that could be connected with nature in all fairness grew up in the city and the suburbs so that's my excuse for everything but i'm going to say jerome has a problem with the river the cgi and some camera work and that's why he's some element of that there's something they didn't frame a scene right there you go there you go. And on that note, Alex, where can people find you at? Uh, I am on Instagram at Alex and Nobody. And I also handle the TikTok account, the first ones to die, where you can see little tidbits of the shows. And also just me yelling randomly about movies people recommend to me. And I need to stop that like line. Um, what about you, Jonathan? Where can we find you? Yes, you can find me at Jonathan Keys, Twitter, Instagram, wherever you please. And you can follow us at The First Ones to Die, like Alex mentioned, on TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, wherever. Subscribe to us on YouTube. Oh, I have to mention our Twitter. Remember that Twitter post I showed last week of the comparison between the guy and SpongeBob? Uh, The official Sexy Beast Twitter account, they retweeted it. (laughs) Hey, highlights of our week. Uh, the I panda know. from Sexy Beast duetted me on TikTok and the Sexy Beast uh, official account retweeted us. Um, and it was kind of throwing shade at the show because the, the, the tweet said- He looks like a Mongo. Right. He looks like a Mongo. They did him dirty. I agree. Maybe they know he, they did him dirty. Maybe they right. wanted Maybe. to do him dirty. Hey. Maybe he was like a jerk backstage, so they were like. Probably were. Yeah, it's true. I, I said it then, and I'll say it now. They all need their looks. They do. Some people do. Yeah. Right? Anyway, if you want to check out our sexy beasts review, then that's up now. You can you can listen or watch 
watch that now. I love how you put that at the end of a Disney movie review. <laughs> hey, we talked about Clifford, the live action movie. There are more terrifying things out there. <laughs> With that being said, this we'll has been our review and we'll see you all next time. Bye. Bye.